says recording, so that means that that's good. Sports podcast has started. Very anticlimactic intro for us here. I'm Brandon Perna with Will Keys. What's up, Hello. guys? Hello, Will. Hello. Um, Will Keys at Will Keys Six on Twitter. Uh, today, this is real football. Finally, Will, we started this podcast when in June when there was fucking nothing to talk about, and today is. NFL kickoff. We've got the the Falcons and Eagles tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about the Broncos Seahawks game. Give you a preview there. Uh, you know, kind of what's happening happening in the, the world of the Denver Broncos. Usually, the first half of this podcast. Then we're going to get into NFL news. A quick pick'em segment on all the games. We've got some over unders that Will invented. Uh, so we'll take you know sides there. We'll talk about Le'Veon Bell, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's the what they call the rundown for this podcast. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, um, please go to iTunes or Podbean, download, subscribe to the podcast. These come out like real big boy podcasts every week. If you subscribe to them, then you can listen to them on your phones while you're taking a bath or shaving your legs, you know, whatever kind of man stuff you do in your free time. And give us a, a five-star rating there. Because the more of those we get, the more popular and the higher this becomes on iTunes feed. And our goal is to become the number one podcast in at least one county in the United States. Is that fair, Will? It could be any county. Any um, county. No idea how many counties there are in the United States, but I have to imagine there's more counties than there are states. I feel like since we, we do talk about the Broncos every week, I feel like we could get at least one county in eastern Colorado. Yeah. I mean, are there any good county names in Colorado? I don't know. I feel like we could be the best podcast in Lyman, Colorado. Yeah, why not? So that's that's our goal. We, we if aim you live low. in Lyman, Colorado, please comment on uh, <laughs> that's right. we, this video. We, we aim low. Uh, my parents always told me never reach for your dreams because you won't get them. So mm-hmm. it's kind of what we do here. Uh, I do need to talk about, okay, so yesterday, I, uh, all right, right, this week is crazy for me. I've got a music video coming out Saturday or Sunday. It's a new Sunday night football song that uh, the band, local Denver band, the Rocket Surgeons, helped me produce. Make sure you check them out. They're on Spotify. They're really talented. Uh, It's a Sunday night football song parody. We were shooting the video for that this week. I helped with a different video shoot for my buddy Drew Lynch and Woody Roseland uh, for Drew Lynch's YouTube channel, uh, Drew Lynch. And then I had all my normal football videos to do. So yesterday I did uh, our top seven video, Will, where we did the top seven NFL news stories from the week. And I did a prediction episode for the Falcons-Philadelphia Eagles game. And I made some egregious errors in that video because I was too, I was trying to cram too much shit in a bag that was too small for it. I know there's a saying there and I did the long winded way of doing it, but you, you understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. You fucked up. Yeah. I fucked up. So first thing I said was (laughs) Darren Sproles tore his ACL last year. Not true. He broke his arm. Eh, What's, what's the difference really? I think I would have made that mistake. Like even if I wasn't, spending 14 hours yesterday trying to get up two videos uh, because I really did think he tore his ACL, but it was a broken arm. 
Um, and then I also said the, the Eagles lost their slot corner, Patrick Peterson, and I met Pat, Patrick Robinson. So mm. kind of, kind of uh, two big errors there, but uh, I just wanted to correct them. And the reason it feels even worse is because I made fun of CBSSports.com for saying that the, the Eagles secondary is going to be better with Daryl Worley, one of the corners they acquired. <laughs> in the didn't they, didn't they already get rid of him? And Well, yeah, they, they cut him yeah, shortly after they traded crazy. for him because he fell asleep in his car drunk, blocking a highway uh, off or on ramp because uh, he was he was drunk. And okay, well, that happens to all of us, right? They, they released – yeah, exactly. They released him and the Raiders picked him up. But this yeah, article was, was touting, like, how good their betting expert was and then said their defense was going to be better with the acquisition of Daryl Worley. So I made mm-hmm. fun of them and then really fucked up a few times my own. Yeah, it shows that um, CBS Sports, all the big names, are, are no more uh, of experts than we are, so – yeah, it's like somebody saw that they, you know, they saw an old article about the Eagles getting the, yeah. the corner and then just didn't didn't realize because I was like, "Wait, how have I not talked about this guy?" And I've cuz I've done a, quite a few Eagles videos. I was like, "That doesn't doesn't sound familiar." And I was like, "Oh shit, I remember this story back like in April. They let him go." Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I had to point that out. And then uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about is we're talking about trying to make this podcast popular or good right will yeah ideally we want ideally. people to listen to it i think in five years it might be decent but there's so much competition yeah this last week fucking ian rapaport announces he's has a podcast now don't don't listen to that nerd don't his, listen to his first one his first guest is bill belichick like i haven't God. listened to it yet that seems like one that i want to listen to but it, why does ian rapaport need a goddamn podcast Adam Schefter has one. Ian Rappaport has one. All these guys who are getting paid millions of dollars, they're on TV every goddamn day, and uh, now they're just continuing to crush us little guys with more competition because they have, oh, they have a better track record of being professional. They're always on top of the NFL news cycle. They worked really hard for their positions and really deserve all the money they're making, and now they're just going to do more with the, the reach they have. I hate it. So you know how, like, Belichick always, like, does that stupid phony bullshit where he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't use the internet, I don't use social media, face space, my right. book, any of that. What do you think he calls a podcast? <laughs> uh, a podcast, man. Uh, what would he call it? He might, just, he might just think it's the radio. Yeah, uh, those radio cats. Those radio cats. <laughs> radio I'm not cat. on radio cats or uh, I, I t- yeah, I don't know. You put me on the spot there. And my tunes. My tunes. Face. My, yeah. Face tunes. Earbuds. I don't. I'm not in those earbuds or those. Tunify. By, by Drake or Patrick. Um, I don't know. But. Let me know if that Ian Rappaport podcast is good. Yeah, uh, hopefully it sucks. I mean, and there's two ra- – like, you've got Michael Rappaport with a podcast, too. Two, two Rappaports more popular than me? Are you kidding? It's bullshit, yeah. Will. Hate it. Anyway, let's talk about the Broncos. Lead yeah, me. let's do that. Lead me here, Will. Right. So, um, as you know, the Broncos cut their roster down to 53 men over the weekend. 
That's right, 53 men. <laughs> Not boys, men. Uh, but one of the more controversial decisions, uh, I think you would have to agree, you're a big fan of this guy. Yep. D'Angelo Henderson, they let him go after playing pretty damn well in the fourth preseason game. And I'd say the whole preseason, really. Two uh, preseasons in a row. Yeah, I know. Probably the best running back uh, out of in those preseason two. preseason history. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's, he's going for that preseason rushing title. Uh, anyway, he signed for $30,000 a week with the Jets practice squad. Um, that so is a pretty big mistake or what? Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the new news that came out. It was like a, a slow trickling story this week. First, it was the Broncos cut him. And then we learned that they tried to sign him, but he went to New York. And then we learned the Jets are going to pay him thirty grand a week. Which, if you're on the practice squad, all you have to be paid is $7,600 per week. So the Jets yeah. obviously realized that there's some talent there and offered him quite a bit more with the thirty grand per week, which is what happened with Kyle Sloter last preseason, right? The Vikings <laughs> offered him, I think, the max – which is maybe thirty-two or thirty-four thousand a week. I don't know, um, but I think the Broncos letting him go was a mistake. He cleared all waivers so he could sign wherever he wanted to. But I think as an evaluator, somebody else out there sees what I see, and it's yeah. New York Jets, which I don't know if necessarily reassures me. Uh, not because it's not like they've had this great running game, but uh, I think there's. I think he's super talented. And I think uh, the team that maybe missed out on him is San Francisco because Jarek McKinnon, you know, tore his ACL, uh, unlike Darren Sproles with a fake ACL tear. Uh, I think he would have fit with, with Kyle Shanahan. That's like a dream scenario for, for me, like as an outsider looking in. Like he's, he's the kind of back you want to really use in the passing game because he is smaller, but he's explosive. He catches the ball well. I think he can run routes well. Uh, the next to Kyle Shanahan, I think the other guy who could use him would be Bill Belichick, and you'd yeah, be like, "Who I was the fuck say is that. this guy?" Um, so hopefully he does well in New York. And if Kyle Shanahan's listening, he will make him a, a member of the active fifty-three in San Francisco and give him more money. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you pay a guy thirty thousand dollars a week to practice, that's a sign that he's going to be on the active roster sooner or later. Uh, but, yeah, I think you're right. Like, he kind of strikes me as the prototypical New England back. Like, he basically does just about all the things that Deion Lewis did the last two years. Um, he's roughly, like, the same size, maybe a little, like, he's more smaller sturdy. than Deion Lewis, but a little stouter, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, 5'8", um, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's not a big guy. Um, I don't think he really returns kickoffs like Deion Lewis, but he gives yeah. you kind of that same skill set, like, as a runner. He's, like, really shifty. And then catches the ball well, too. So, I don't know. I wish him luck with the Jets. Um, I think they wasted a lot of talent by getting rid of him. But, um, it, but they, weren't really gonna, like, they weren't going to get rid of Booker for him. And yeah. that's too bad. But And it's really like it's, – it's nice that we're talking about a, a guy who would have been basically a, a third string running back. And that's our biggest, like – problem with what happened on the 53-man roster, right? Because they got rid of Paxton Lynch. Nobody complained. And the running back situation for Denver, I think, is actually pretty good. And I was a big C.J. Anderson fan. I didn't want to see him go. But, like, comparing, like, D'Angelo Henderson, like, I'm – 
like equally excited, I would say, about Philip Lindsay and what I think he can do for the Broncos offense as that kind of third down back, a guy who is not going to get a ton of carries, but can come in and I think make impact plays for, for you know, the running back roster, which uh, with Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman, and Devontae Booker, Freeman got the start. That was kind of the big news. He's going to get the start against you know, the Seattle Seahawks, which is like, duh, everybody could see that clearly. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. And we have what we're, we're going to talk about their numbers now, the big number. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, I'm a big number guy. So anyway, yeah. Philip <laughs> Lindsay and Royce Freeman, the guys we were talking about, got some shiny new numbers. Uh, Philip Lindsay couldn't wear two, obviously. Um, so he actually called up Terrell Davis and asked for permission to wear number 30. And Terrell Davis granted him permission. So Philip Lindsay is the newest number 30 running back in Denver. I think the first since um, Mike Bell, the great Mike Bell. Mike Bell? Yeah, Mike Bell, not Tatum, but Mike. He wore 30 in Denver? He wore uh, 20 his rookie year when he was actually good. And then uh in 2007 he changed to 30 oh i don't remember so, that yeah don't, he barely played in 2007 but um, i think he like fumbled once and then mike shanahan said uh, you're gonna be on the bench for the rest of the year were you, were him and tatum <laughs> bell on the same roster so it was bell and bell yeah for one year <laughs> yeah i remember they tatum were. bell i remember mike anderson alandis gary i don't remember mike bell ruben yeah Drone. when it, yeah Mike Bell ended up winning a Super Bowl for the Saints. Oh, um, really? Yeah, you, were, you were 30. I'd say probably not uh, as worthy of – David Bruton on defense <laughs> wore 30. Yeah. Bruton – I miss Bruton a lot. He was a great player. Yeah, ended Bruton underrated. Really good safety. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? How funny would it have been if Terrell Davis was just like, no. I'm sorry. You can't. <laughs> it's, nope. like it's not retired, but no. Yeah, we've already talked about this a little bit because a lot of people were like, Terrell Davis and Champ Bailey's numbers need to be retired. You've got to retire those numbers. Yeah, people are really – the one that people are really freaking out about is Pac-Man Jones wearing 24. Yeah. And let me tell you one thing. I could not care less. Like, Champ Bailey signed off on it. Uh, who gives a fuck, first of all? It's a number. Like, I love numbers, and I just like like the aesthetics of them and what they mean. But at the same time, like – you can't retire every number. Like, I think every franchise should be allowed to retire precisely one number. And for the Broncos, I think obviously it would be seven. Right. Um, Could you unretire it if somebody better came along? Yeah, that's what they did. Uh, oh, for like. Well, I guess once it's retired, you can't. Nobody yeah, that's kind of the, that's, the point of retiring it. I fucked up. Uh, although uh, the Broncos unretired eighteen for Peyton Manning. Right. Yeah, so uh, Frank it Trippica. could happen. It could. Wouldn't, wouldn't plan on it. The Broncos have three retired numbers right now, 44, 7, and 18. Um, Manning, I, Trapuca, Elway, and Floyd Little, right? Correct, yeah. And uh, Champ Bailey was never retired. Uh, his number was never retired. They kind of just put it on the shelf for a while, which is kind of what they do to show respect um, rather than retiring it forever. Um, but I would say to the people that are really, really upset about this um, to get a life. Yeah, I think like, I mean, Isaiah McKenzie wore 84 last year. 
Like yeah. I can't imagine more of a contrasting sort of physical build of a player, Isaiah McKenzie to, you know, Shannon Sharp. Uh, right. And it was not, it did not go well for Isaiah McKenzie, but no, he, he I didn't go, you know what, him. this is ruining my memory of Shannon yeah. Sharp. This makes How Shannon Sharp less of a good player four. in my mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's and I think it's funny that it's Pac-Man Jones wearing Champ Bailey because they couldn't be two different yeah. <laughs> people uh, and will both have completely different legacies in the NFL. And Pac-Man Jones has always been a pretty good corner, but, you know, Champ Bailey was a, a great corner. The best, yeah. It's pretty funny. And Royce Freeman, what, he switched to 28? Yeah, he went from 37, which was not a very good-looking number, uh, to 28. He wore, you know, he wore 21 in college. Um, they're on seven. 28, I think, is a pretty strong-looking running Who is back. the last 28 for the Broncos? Um, I don't – I can't tell you who's the last, but I know – I think one of the last running backs to wear it was uh, Carell Buckhalter. Remember Carell Buckhalter? He was pretty good. Your memory is good. Yeah, it's pretty strong. What did what number did Mike Anderson wear? Was that twenty two? I was thirty eight. Thirty. Okay. Thirty eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of twenty eights. Uh, Quentin Carter wore twenty eight. Oh, Quentin Carter. Remember Quentin Griffith? Quentin Griffin. Yeah, he Was wore Griffin or Griffith. And Griffin. Uh, yeah. uh, honestly, I think thirty seven is a cooler number than twenty eight. Mm. Like double odd numbers. That's just my suspicion. If, if Royce Freeman fumbles in this game, we're going to blame it on 28. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But what if he has, like, I don't know, 28 touchdowns this year? Could happen. And Then I will say 28 is the greatest fucking number he ever fucking wore, Will. Yeah, fair. What if he scores right. a million rushing yards? Well, then we'll have to find some more space on his jersey to – Yeah, it will be awesome. One, zero, 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 zero. Yeah, repeating. All right, so what are we doing now? Are we talking about season predictions? Yeah. Um, so, the Broncos? Season starts on Sunday for the Broncos. Uh, two, mountain time uh, against the Seahawks. Let's look at the season. 225. 225. 225. Fuck. I'm sorry. Do um, research. Yeah, well, my bad. Um, let's talk about the season as a whole, though, because we haven't really given our thoughts on how the entire season will go, what we think. The record's going to be all that nonsense, whether they're going to make the playoffs or not. So I'm going to start with you. Uh, what's their record, and do they make the playoffs? Oh, uh, man. I think if everything goes right, which is good health, obviously. It's mostly just good health. Everybody stays healthy. Let's yeah. say Vance Joseph, you know, improves. Uh, in case Keenum plays well, which I think he's going to do – and it's, I know it's like everybody's saying this, that optimistically 10 and 6 for the Broncos. But I, I actually, I agree with that. And I try not to just agree with shit because everybody else is saying it. But I feel like this, they could be a 10 and 6 team. I feel like if the defense was still dominant, it could be better than that. But I think the defense is going to be not as good as we've been accustomed to. Uh, I'm not saying they're bad, but uh, the defense will be a little bit worse. I think there are just a lot of questions on the back half of that defense. Uh, but the offense is going to be significantly better. I think Case Keenum is 
is such an upgrade over what the Broncos had, even if he's only average. Like, even if he is the guy everybody says he is, it's still better than what the Broncos had. The biggest thing, I think, in the preseason, it looked like the offensive line is better. That's hard to gauge because defenses aren't disguising their blitzes and, you know, doing all of these, you know, complex things to confuse your line. So we'll see how that holds up. Uh, But if the line's better, the offense is better, then even if the defense is a little bit worse, this team should still be pretty good. I think the Chargers are the best team in the AFC West until they do the Chargers thing and prove us, you know, all right, that they're going to lose six games in the middle of the year or to start the season or some bullshit. Yeah, probably to start, usually. So I say 10-6 and for the Broncos. Uh, I do like the offensive weapons, too. Um, I'm more optimistic about that than I was before the draft. I think Cortland Sutton's real. Deshaun Hamilton's real. They're pushing, I think, Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas to to be better. Uh, I'm still concerned about the tight end position. We didn't see much from Jake Butt this preseason. Jeff Hireman looked better, uh, but who the fuck is Jeff Hireman going to be through a whole season with – being healthy and like we already talked about running backs look good so I'm excited about the offense which the last two years has just been really really hard to watch and if this team can score points every week and we feel good about it even if they're like nine and seven I think there's gonna be they're gonna be more fun to watch this year I hope if they're not then this is gonna be a terrible season yeah I mean I think last year they were not as bad as their record indicated. I think they just kind of lost a couple games in pretty bad fashion and then let it snowball. Um, but obviously, like, from a talent perspective, outside of quarterback last year, they're they're better than a 5-11 and 11 team, I think. Right. Um, but obviously, you know, that's what happens. Uh, you end up with Bradley Chubb um, as a consolation prize, so you'll take that. Um, I the whole offseason I was kind of thinking like eight and eight was the number like seven and nine eight and eight but after the preseason I'm gonna bump it up just because I think the rookie class looks really good Um, I think the offense is looking competent the offensive line looked really strong Um, just basically for three preseason games um, especially the starting unit Jared felt here Basically, was perfect during the preseason. I don't know if that's going to translate to the regular season necessarily, but it's going to be an upgrade, I think, from men like Watson, Donald Stevenson, whoever. If the Broncos have a a decent right tackle, that's going to help out so much. Like, that was Mm -hmm. such a bad position for them. Just like a huge, huge, like, gaping hole of just shit pouring out. Just shit every week pouring out of that gaping diarrhea hole of left tackle position. Yeah. I mean, right tackle, sorry, right tackle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go on that long shit soliloquy. And, and then just throw your balls on your position. Yeah. yeah. The shit. Uh, yeah. People don't, like, think about how important the right tackle is. It's, like, almost as important, if not more, <laughs> than left tackle because, like, all the good players line up at left outside linebacker. Like, Vaughn Miller, uh, Justin Houston. I think Melvin Ingram. Um, I don't know where Bosa comes from. He was a fuck. He's uh, Bosa's usually on the other side because Melvin Ingram is yeah. on that side, but they rotate. They do. Khalil Mack was over there all the time. That's right. That's right. Don't. Yeah, I mean, that's not something that we uh, really thought we were going to touch on today, but 
We should probably mention the Khalil Mack news. That helps the Broncos right tackle maybe more than anything. I'd argue that's, that might be worth a win in itself. Oh, yeah, because um, the Khalil Mack trade happened after our last podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you've, you know, if you've just, like, been rummaging the Alaskan wilderness for the last week, the Raiders traded Khalil Mack to the Bears. We just broke it to you. If we broke yeah. that news to you, you are not a avid football fan. Yeah, you might not, you might not be plugged in. Um, uh, but, yeah, okay. So, anyway, I'm saying 9-7. and seven. Uh, cool. I think they could make a six wild card spot. Yeah, no, I think they have a chance to be a wild card team. Uh, it, yeah. Obviously, every season's different. So many things could happen. I mean, Case Keenum could be hurt in this game, and we're gonna be like, right. "Oh, fuck. Chad Kelly's got to grow up quick." You know what I mean? But um, I'm more optimistic heading into this season than I was last year. Right. All right. So we think they're going ten and six and nine and seven, respectively. Um, does that mean that they win? This week against the Seahawks, uh, I do home. think I do think they're going to beat Seattle. I have said I think they're they might start the season slow. Um, who are they playing after Seattle? Uh, the Raiders, I think. Oh, okay. So yeah, the Broncos got a good chance to start the season off two and zero. So I yeah. might be wrong. Uh, Seattle to me is a. I think they have more question marks than the Broncos do right now. Um, if they win, it's going to be because Russell Wilson just fucking plays out of his mind. Their offensive line is still bad. They could, it could be better this year, but it's not like they did much to, or anything to upgrade their offensive line. They have lost so many defensive players. Earl Thomas will not play. He's one of the best coverage safeties in the game. So I think that's big. KJ Wright is out. And so rookie, you know, Shaquem Griffin is getting the, the start there. Uh, I think Shaquem Griffin's going to be good, but as a rookie, trying to replace the production of uh, KJ Wright over there, I don't think uh, – I think there'll be a little bit of a fall-off. And then, of course, all the, the major names they've lost this offseason. Richard Sherman gone. Cam Chancellor's gone. Cliff Averill's gone. Michael, Michael Bennett's Bennett. gone. Yeah. Uh, it's Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. They lost the, the only tight end they really had. It's <laughs> Yeah. Who's their – Tight end now? I, I think it's uh, Nick Vanette. Yeah, Nick Vanette. Who the fuck is if that guy? Saying, yeah, if you're saying who, you're correct. Nick, who the fuck Vanette is that fucking guy is my assessment of him as a player. <laughs> so uh, I think they're, they've got to find a new identity. They're going through a process, I think, of rebuilding as a team. As you pointed out, Pete Carroll might just up and leave. Because yep. things are starting to get a little tough. Uh, who knows? That's what he does. That's just your guess. That's not. We're not basing that on anything we've heard, but I could see that happening. The guy that could be a problem for the Broncos is the Seahawks' first-round uh, draft pick, Penny. Was it Rashad Penny? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first-rounder from San Diego State. Yeah. You know, a lot of, yeah, a lot of people think uh, they reached with that pick, which. I think I might be one of them. I, I watched a lot of San Diego State last year um, just because I watched a fair amount of Mountain West football. Don't ask me why. Um, but, yeah, he's a great player, uh, but it's a bit of a learning curve going from, like, Fresno State and right. Nevada and Wyoming to the NFL. He had 2,400 rushing yards or 2,200 rushing yards last season. Yeah. Something like lot. that. 
Yeah. That is a lot. Yeah. He has a lot of things as well, too. Like, he's a great kickoff returner. Right. And he's running back. He's fast, right? He's a quick, explosive type player. And yeah, but there's been reports that, like, he's he came in a little overweight to camp. Oh, really? He hasn't quite. Yeah, so I think they're starting Chris Carson. They're yeah, second. well, Chris Carson's getting the start. It's, but this guy's going to get – he's going to get his carries. And what worries me Same. is him in the passing game. So, yeah. I'm not sure, like, if he's – because Seattle's offensive line, it's terrible. In, even in run blocking, they, they were not good. And I think the, there, are, there are questions with the Broncos, though, as a run-stopping defense. They have shown – they Adrian Peters, Peterson gashed them and Latavius Murray gashed the Broncos' starting defense. So that's where my concern is. But really, I'm not sure Denver – is going to be any better covering running backs slash tight ends coming out of the backfield. And I think if a guy is going to cause the defense problems, it's going to be Penny uh, catching short passes and turning them into big gains. So that's, yeah. that's like the prediction, I guess, I'm giving in a, a player who might be a bit of an issue, especially with Russell Wilson, who extends plays – uh, like guys getting free. I'm a little worried about uh, outside of Chris Harris, like the Broncos corners staying with Seattle receivers for extended periods of time. Um, Cause that's an issue with Russell Wilson, but he'll, he'll turn, you know, a two second play into seven seconds. And if I don't know if Broncos have the, the personnel to cover receivers that long. Right. So, yeah. That's my concern, I guess. Yeah, well, it makes I think it makes the Pac-Man Jones signing feel a little better, knowing that you have experience at the fourth corner and a guy that like can handle a scramble drill pretty well, as opposed to Isaac Yadam, who's never seen that before and has never seen like a really mobile quarterback in the NFL yet. But yeah, I'm worried about that, obviously, and then like the third and eleven, no one's open, scrambles for twelve yards, happening right. a few times, and just like killing it killing us and like um, really giving the Seahawks a lot of momentum uh, but I think they'll probably control the game pretty well the Broncos will control the game pretty well on the ground um, yeah and you might want to try targeting Shaquem Griffin a little bit and see if he's really ready for uh, yeah taking over for KJ Wright and I attack every fucking rookie like yeah. especially week one and the Broncos like everybody talks about like the altitude you know being like this big home field advantage uh, and the Broncos are very good in September. And I think like m- m- midway through the season, towards the end of the season, I don't think that advantage is really like there. Yeah. I think players are in shape, but I think earlier, early in the year for the veterans who don't get all of the, the reps, you know, in, in preseason, I do think playing at mile high in September is an advantage for the Broncos because of the altitude and players getting more tired than I think they would, you know, if this game were in Seattle for, for the Broncos. So yeah, uh, I think that's a nice little thing in September for the Broncos. Yeah. It's September. You got the altitude and you've got the heat too in September and it can, it, you know, like obviously Colorado strange and it can rain for a few hours, like with the Rockies game last night. Um, or it could be, you know, close to 90 degrees, and if you get some heat plus the altitude, guys are going to get pretty tired. Um, but, yeah, I think We've got the, a temperature of 87 for Sunday here, Will. I like it. I like it. Uh, I think the Broncos are winning. Um, 
So we're both going to pick them to win. They're starting one and zero. Do you want to give a score or? It's irrelevant, but I say the Broncos yeah. win forty-four to ten. Okay. <laughs> I like it. Um, I'm going to go with twenty-seven twenty-one. Oh, a real a real traditional football score, you know. Forty-four ten is not untraditional. Forty-four is. That's six touchdown. No wait. Seven times six that's, is forty-two. Uh, that's five touchdowns and three field goals. Five touchdowns, three field goals. Yeah. Six touchdowns, one two-point conversion. That too. Those missed extra points really fucked up all the traditional scoring, though. You know. Yeah. I'm I a purist. That. I hate the long fucking. Extra I do too. Point. Yeah. Stupid. I. So stupid. Everybody talks about like how you want to take the game out of the kicker's hands or out of their feet. Um, right. And then they're like, oh, by the way, extra points are now going to be 60 yards. I think that's what I thought they should have done with the rule is uh, one point extra point is still the traditional where it was the, you know, the short kick. You could go for a two-point conversion the, the regular way or you could attempt a two-point field goal from 50 yards. I like that. See, I, like I thought that. that would have been cool because then you're like, our kicker's really good. Yeah. We trust him from 50 all day. Like, that's an advantage. But not – and not every team's going to have that. So, it, it would also have increased the value for kickers. Um, it would. But – so yeah. would be the most valuable kicker in the league probably. I've got a good segue here as we transition into NFL okay. news. NFL okay. transitions. <laughs> Okay, speaking of kickers, Dan Bailey still hasn't signed, right? Shit, you're right. The Cowboys cut Dan Bailey. He's 35. Uh, he got hurt last year, but – Is Dan Bailey been, really that old? Yeah. He's been one I don't of the, remember him being that old, but, yeah, I guess so. Let me double check right now. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not questioning it. It's just like I don't feel like he's been on the Cowboys for that long. Oh, no, he's only 30. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, why why they get rid of him? They must be paying him. They're paying him too much, which I don't know if you can for Dan Bailey. He's a really good kicker. Dude, he's great. And why is he on... the most accurate kicker in the NF- in NFL history? Yeah, like why haven't the Chargers fucking signed yeah, him? Yeah, I was thinking the same exact thing. You're going to go into battle with, like who Caleb Sturgis or Robert Aguayo? Right. Like dude, Dan Bailey, like there are teams that need a kicker. Yeah. And Dan Bailey is one of the best in the fucking league. So was, yeah, like the, the Buccaneers have like never had a good kicker. Right. And they're just like, no, I, you know what? I don't like it. So we're maybe up, you guys have a, a lingering kicker. injury. I don't know. But I think Weird. that's interesting. And some team, there's going to be a team that picks him up and yeah. he's help him win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel if, bad. If, for, uh, dude, if, if Steven Gostowski misses like – Anything early in the season, I can see the Patriots just fucking cutting him and taking Dan Bailey. And Gostowski's yeah. been one of the best in the league, but that's how that's hardcore Belichick is. Oh, he will. I'm surprised he didn't cut him on the field uh, during that AFC championship game when he missed the aforementioned long extra point. Exactly. And that thing has favored the Broncos so far. Yeah. It has not I hurt them in any way, but I'm just waiting. I still don't like that rule. <laughs> I don't either. All right. So. The big news in the yeah. NFL this week has been Le'Veon Bell. Sure has. So he hasn't reported to Steelers camp yet. Um, as of today, Thursday, 
Doesn't look like he's playing this week. Uh, they play the Browns on Sunday. Who knows if they'll need him? Uh, James Conner is going to be the starting running back. Uh, but yesterday, a lot of the offensive linemen like Ramon Foster, David DeCastro, uh, as well as Ben Roethlisberger were voicing their displeasure with Le'Veon Bell for not showing up. Um, Bell is playing on the franchise tag this year um, after they failed to come to a long-term deal in the offseason after the July 16th deadline. Um, so who do you side with here? Are you with Le'Veon Bell? Are you with the team, the, uh, the team being management uh, as well as the offensive line? I think at this point I'm kind of on the Steelers side of this. Yeah, I And I usually, I usually take the player side uh, because I think players get screwed out of money quite a bit in the NFL. Uh, but, I mean, it's not like Pittsburgh's asking Le'Veon – wait, hold on. I, I am breaking news here. Le'Veon Bell is actually uh, reporting to camp today or to Steelers facility. Oh, my. Breaking news. You hear, you heard it here first. Just kidding. I just made that up. Uh, he's still not there. Um, but that would have been cool, that was, right? That was, that's how we take over Rappaport is just – that's We just make, make up, up shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we'll deal with the you know, consequences of lying afterwards. Right. Like if, if Le'Veon Bell played – He's going to make $14 million this year. Maybe yeah. it's just a hair under or a hair over $14 million. That's yeah. good fucking money. It's the best running back money in the league this year. Like, I understand you want a long-term deal and that if he gets hurt this season, it would, uh, you know, hurt his potential for a, a bigger long-term deal. But if he misses, like, the, the rumor is he might sit out until week 14. That's when he has to report to be right. eligible to be a free agent for next season, he's basically giving up uh, $900,000 every week he doesn't play. I don't think that's worth trying to make up with a long – like you don't just make up $14 million or it would be like what, like 12 or some shit yeah. if he went in week 14. Um, and running backs, more than any position, I think get screwed because they get underpaid early. Their shelf life is fucking short, shortest of all the players. Um, so I feel for him. But Bell got close to $14 million last year. So that's like $30 million over two years. That, that is good money to be a running back in the NFL. Um, yeah, no, he's made like 50-something million dollars in his career. It's Yeah, it's not like he's a guy, yeah. um, you know. And he's going to make more. Like, he's going to. <clears throat> right. I'm trying to think of somebody who didn't make – I mean, C.J. Anderson last year made or, – or was going to – he made like, what, $5 million or $7 million? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's double of what the Broncos starting running back was getting. Um, you think of a guy like – even like Trevor Simeon, who's the seventh-round pick, started at quarterback for the Broncos for two years. I'm not saying he was great or worth good money, but he was making league minimum – yeah, uh, like the lowest you can be paid because of where he was drafted. You know what I mean? So, well, let's not forget all that money he made off those uh, Skittles ads. Right. So Big I think, uh, and if Le'Veon Bell was a better rapper, I would maybe be a little easier on him. But he's one of those guys I think believes he can be good at anything because he's such a great running back. And uh, mm. I don't know. I think his ego is getting in the way. I think he's letting his teammates down a little bit based on what we're starting yeah. to hear. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm usually on, like you said, like I'm usually on the team or the player side, but they offered him $17 million. And that's like, he's already making more money than Todd Gurley this year. And I don't think he's a better running back than Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley had more yards from scrimmage than him in 15 games last year. Uh, I just, I think he is being, like, I hate to say it, like, because it makes me sound like the Raiders fans who are calling Khalil Matt greedy, but, like, I think he is kind of being a little greedy, selfish, or whatever. Or he just doesn't seem like he really cares about winning at all. Right, and it's, I think the thing that's going to hurt his case the most is the Steelers are, they're they're a competing team. Like, everybody expects them to be in the playoffs. They are, uh, you know, in the top, what, like, three or four in the probably top three in the AFC as a Super Bowl prediction to get there. It's probably yeah. like the Patriots, Jags, and Steelers. So if you if he goes somewhere else, you can argue the team's not going to be as good as the Steelers. And if he doesn't want to be competing on that team this year, like what does that say about the next team that wants to to try to pay him? Like how right. involved is he going to be there? How much is he going to care if something doesn't go his way? Like I don't know. I think for 14 million, even if I felt undervalued, if I were on a competitive team, I would want to be out there playing and maybe, you know, I would reach an agreement with like Mike Tomlin and the team. Like, Hey, I want to come in. I had 400 carries last year. I don't want that many carries. I still want to be heavily involved, but maybe just a couple more rotations in the game or just come out of the game more. Just be like, Players do that. Running backs, especially, like, when they're tired, they check out of the fucking game. Like, just do that more. Just – you don't even have to say yeah. it. Like, take yourself out of the carries. Again, it's a risk, but $14 million, I don't know. I agree. Yeah, and they've got James Conner behind him who had a really good preseason. And I don't, exactly. I don't think – I don't think the Steelers are really going to miss him that much because, all right, they have a great offensive line. They have maybe the best offensive line uh, in the AFC, if not the – entire yeah. NFL and fun little stat out there uh they average the same amount of points with Le'Veon Bell as they do without him yeah so. they're just a good offense like they're gonna spread yeah, the ball around he is special you're not gonna replace yeah. him but based spreading like with one player you're not gonna replace him but the Steelers have enough talent where they'll spread it around Antonio Brown will just get more catches and do more with the ball like if the only way like Le'Veon Bell all of a sudden has way more leverage is if Antonio Brown gets hurt or something. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. that's when the Steelers would need him. And uh, I don't see that happening, but you never fucking know. Well, he was on the cover of Madden, so. And yeah. you can bet on whether or not he'll get hurt this year based on the curse. Yeah. Would you bet on it? What do you think? Oh, I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to like, if you bet like that he will get injured. And then you see that, like, he, you know, breaks his vertebrae in two. Like, if yeah. you, yeah, you make yeah, like, money off a guy getting hurt. That's fucking. Yeah, it's kind of literally, literally blood money, I think. <laughs> make that blood money. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Like, the, the Steelers can do a lot with Bell because he is the most versatile running back in the league. Like, he can split out wide and catch passes. Um, he does everything really pretty well. So, but I, I just think they'll find a way to adapt. I think James Conner's going to be fine. Um, yeah, and I think I think they'll be all right without him. But they could trade him at this point. I don't know if they're going to do that because the Steelers 
um, are a pretty proud organization. Well, and, and even beyond that, like if you trade him, the team that's getting him isn't going to be guaranteed that he's going to even play. Right. Unless they give him a new a contract. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They got to have like that. Do. Right. So I don't think he'll get traded because I'm not, well, I mean, there's got to be a team who really wants a running back this year and for the long haul. And I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll yeah. see. Interesting little dramatic storyline to watch unfold throughout the season, I guess. Yep. All right. We'll move on quickly to the next topic. Game tonight, season opener, Falcons at Eagles. Uh, really quick, who wins and, and why are they winning? Uh, I picked the Falcons in my prediction episode. Um, and I like the Eagles. I think the Eagles will be good, but I think the Eagles are just less prepared for this game in that a lot of their, a lot of key players have missed time this preseason, ha- are recovering from injuries. You've got Nick Foles starting, and he has looked bad this preseason. I think he'll yep. play fine, but uh, he'll be without Alshon Jeffrey, his number one receiver. Uh, Nelson Aguilar missed all of the preseason with a mysterious lower lower body injury. Uh, so I don't even that's like a hockey term. Yeah, I don't even lower know what it is or how effective he's going to be. Probably which, his dick. Yeah. Yeah, that's very real. Hey, if that's what if you can't play because of that, I'm not gonna. I knock you. Who am I here to tell you when to play when your dick's hurt? That's right. Um, Sprained it. That leaves you know Mike Wallace. Uh, I I do like their second year players, Shelton Gibson. Um, He had a good preseason, but I'm just concerned about the skill positions for the Eagles because even the running backs have been banged up. Like Jay Ajayi missed time, but also like a leg or lower body (laughs) injury. Uh, Corey mm. Clement missed time. Darren Sproles is coming back from the broken arm. I think Sproles will be good, but again, he's he's getting pretty old. So there's question marks there for me. I think come like week three or four, once those guys get healthy, get their reps in, they're going to be really good. I'm just – my reasoning is heading into this game, I feel like Atlanta's in better shape uh, to, to get a victory. Both teams have great offensive lines. If the Eagles do win, I think it's going to be because of the strength of their team. Their defensive line like dominates the, the game. But right now, Pro Football Focus has the Eagles with the second best offensive or first best offensive line and Falcons with the second best offensive line in the league. Pretty good. So there's, there's good matchups uh, up front, and uh, that's kind of why I'm going with the, with the Eagles. Yeah, I'm taking uh, – I mean, Atlanta. Falcon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be like, well, wait a second. Yeah, I'm taking the Falcons too, and it's just because of Nick Foles. Um, I think he's going to obviously like his postseason run is something that you're never going to take away from him or Eagles history, but I don't think that carries over into this year necessarily. Um, I think he just got really, really hot at the right time uh, and played really big in big moments, but I think he's going to come down to earth a little bit tonight. Um, I think he'll throw. Couple interceptions. I could see someone like Desmond Trufant or Deion Jones coming up with a big turnover at the right time. I think it'll be a pretty close game, but I'm going to go with the Falcons as well. Right. Um, and Falcons defense returning nine starters. Yeah. Uh, I guess the Eagles probably, they have most of their starters too. Maybe nine as well, but definitely uh, don't have Michael Kendricks. <laughs> no, no Kendricks, no Patrick no Peterson, yeah, no Robinson. Um, 
<laughs> and Dan Quinn, I think, you know, getting all those starters back on defense, he is a defensive-minded coach. Yeah. I think Atlanta has the, the chance to have a very good defense this year. So we're both picking Atlanta. I won't be mad if Philly wins because I, I, I learned to love the Eagles when they destroyed my enemy, the Patriots. Indeed. So, but I, I mean, and, the, you know, the Falcons let me down against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But uh, this is a good game to start the season, I think. It's a very good game. I hope it's a higher scoring game than it was in the divisional round. because Yeah, 15-10. 15-10, yeah, not the most exciting game, although it came down to the last the last play. Although I was watching uh, the Eagles-Americas game last night for a little bit, and they showed that fourth down pass in the end zone to Julio Jones. I always thought like he just threw it too high, but that just really like went right through his hands. Oh, oh, the at the in the final like minute of the game. Yeah, when they could have taken the lead. I watched. I didn't watch. I was. I looked at those highlights. I didn't notice that yesterday. Yeah. So. But I mean, he fell down. He was covered. It wasn't like an easy catch, but no. But it's like a catch you would expect. Julio catchable Julio Jones, Jones ball. Interesting. Yeah. Julio Jones take, already peaked. Hot. Take. I did take Julio Jones in my fantasy draft uh, last week. I also, because uh, you told me um, with your own expert opinion that uh, players can't get hurt back-to-back years, I took David Johnson in round one. So I took him too, remember? Yep, I know. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, hey, he, he's literally invincible this year, so I, I can't not take him. But yeah, let's, uh, let's go through the rest picks. Of games. Yeah, because we're going to do rapid-fire picks. We're just going to blow through the rest of the schedule starting 10 a.m., Sunday, oh, 11 a.m. for you guys, 10 a.m. for me. Buffalo at Baltimore. Yeah. I got, the, I got Baltimore. Yeah, I Baltimore. When, when Buffalo became the first team to work out Paxton Lynch, uh, yeah. who would have been the most – if they signed him, the most senior quarterback on their team, <laughs> they, they lost all credibility yeah. for me in any momentum they gained last year by getting the playoffs. And I actually think Baltimore is going to be uh, very good this year. So give me the Ravens. Yeah, can you, can you imagine, like, people are writing articles about, like, Paxton Lynch is the, the mentor in the locker room. Josh Allen's learning from nice. Paxton Lynch. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, Baltimore, too. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers at Cleveland Browns. Oh, man, I would love uh, Cleveland to get their first win of the season against a division rival at home. But I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh, too. All right, Cincinnati at Indianapolis. Bengals. I think the I think the NFC North might have one of the is going to be the toughest division in the AFC for sure. And I think the Bengals defense is going to be pretty good this year. Uh, I'm high on the Bengals, and I don't like Andy Dalton. So give me Cincinnati, even with Andrew Luck back. I'm going to take. I was thinking about the Bengals. Luck being back, I don't think he's losing his first game back. Pick Give Andrew Luck. Do the right Bengals. thing. Yeah. I All don't right. want the Bengals to be good. I just think they are. No. No, they're a very boring team. Unless John Ross is good, then he might. Then they might be exciting. But might be pretty good. <laughs> I think Joe Mixon's going to be pretty good. <laughs> uh, what a great team to root for. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee Titans at the Miami Dolphins. Give Brian Tannehill back. Give me the Dolphins here. Okay. I'm going to – I got to believe in some team to fuck with the Patriots a little bit this year. I still think Adam Gase is a good head coach. I'm going to keep buying into that. 
I think having Tannehill back's huge. I like Miami. Yeah, um, they're a playoff team. Last time Tannehill was the starter. They usually play pretty well at the beginning of the season. I'm taking the Dolphins as well. All right, this is a big game. San Francisco 49ers at the Minnesota Vikings. Ooh. Garoppolo v. Cousins. This is hard. This is a tough is. pick. It I is. think the Vikings are going to compete with the Saints and the Eagles as the best team in the NFC. I'm very high on San Francisco, though. I want to believe in Kyle Shanahan. I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Minnesota's going to win this game, but I'm going to pick San Francisco to start the year off right. Okay. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's still not lost a start in the NFL. I think he's going to lose this one, though. Ooh, I think you're right. But I'm taking I'm the Vikings. Picking it's with tough. The heart. It's tough. All right. Another big one. Another good game to start us off. Uh, and I think this is in the, the morning slot as well. Houston at New England. This is a rematch of a really close game last year, which you could say the Texans probably should have won. Uh, I don't know that about that Brandon Cook sketch. We got yeah. screwed. Um, do, they, do they take their revenge in week one? Houston's healthy, right? J.J. Watts in there. Watts in there. Watson's in there. Is Merciless playing? That I don't know. And Watson, oh, man, at New England. Houston, uh, I th- mm, I'm going to pick – I'm going to go with the Texans. I'm going with a week one, <laughs> fuck it. the Patriots. Let's do it. If the Patriots are ever bad, it's usually the first yep. or second game of the year. So You know what? They, the Patriots lost their home opener last year. I think they're doing it again. I'm taking the Houston Texans. We're both on the Texans. Fuck you, Tom Brady. Let's go. Yeah, okay. I mean, that pass yeah. rush. Come on, Houston. Tom Brady, this is the year he finally gets old. Maybe. Been saying that for a while, but this is actually the year. Anything is possible. Okay. This is uh, – in a, I was going to say this is going to be a really hot game, but it's actually New Orleans. Tampa Bay, Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. It will be hot. It'll just be inside. Uh, give yes. me the fucking Saints. I don't even have to. Yeah, about take that. the Saints. Ryan Fitzpatrick starting for the Bucks. I don't like their chances. Nope. Um, going with the Saints. All right. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Giants. It's the Tom Coughlin Bowl. Who's Love this game. This is a good game. Uh, I'm going to go is. with Jacksonville, but I'm saying that is uh, it's going to be a close game, and I think the Giants are going to be a lot better this season. I'm going to go with the Giants. I'm going to okay. go with the Giants. Um, a little bit of I will, Yeah, I already said, like, I've been on record saying that I think the Jags are going to be that team that kind of regresses a little bit this year. And so I got to stick with that. You think no, but just you watch. <laughs> I don't think they're winning a game in New York to start the season. All right. Um, yeah, I think they've got, like, the, the mojo of a new head coach after having one of the worst – head coaches uh, in a while and, and Ben McAdoo last year. I think they're going to come out strong. I think the Giants are going right. to win. We get it. You're picking the Giants. Waving to my mom. That's great. Hi, Will's mom. Okay. Kansas City at Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers. Give me the Chargers. Chargers. Ah, this one's tough. This one's tough because the Chargers don't play well at the beginning of the year. Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas City. I don't like it. I'm going to go with Kansas City. 
If Bosa and Ingram are going to eat up Patrick Mahomes, he will not know what to do against one of the best secondaries in the That's NFL. Fair. Huge, huge mistake, Will. I would but change my like, pick, but I'm, st- I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. All right. Okay, Washington Redskins at the Arizona Cardinals. Give me them Cardinals. I think Washington's a lousy team. You don't think uh, Adrian Peterson has a big game playing against uh, – Peterson his- might play well. He's getting the start. Um, yep. But I just think Air- – I just don't like Washington. I don't trust him. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go with – the Redskins, actually. I don't think the Cardinals are very good either. I don't think either of these teams are very good, so it's a toss-up to me. Um, Dallas at Carolina. Ooh, that's a good game. So the afternoon games. Oh, fuck. Give me the – give me Carolina, just because they're at home. I think these teams are about the same, honestly. I think – yeah, I'm going to go with the Panthers. Uh, I, I don't think Dallas is going to be very good this year. I think Dallas might be all right. I just don't think they're going to be great. Yeah, I think they're probably like a 7-9-8-8 team. Yeah. Okay. Carolina. We both got Carolina. Carolina. Okay. This is the Sunday night game. Ooh. And we've got uh, a new addition to the Chicago Bears. Chicago at Green Bay. Does it make a difference? And are you picking, are you picking the Bears just specifically for the Khalil Mack factor? No. No. I'm going to go with Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is back. He's at home. Uh, I think Chicago is going to be maybe one of the most improved teams this season. But I still like Mitch Trubisky is in his second season. He does have a much better offensive coordinator, uh, head coach slash offensive-minded coach in Matt Nagy. But I just – he was so poorly used last year. I still feel like he's got a lot to grow as a quarterback. Um, so, yeah, give me Green Bay. Yeah, I, I just – I think by Green midseason, Bay. Trubisky, we're going to be like, okay, yeah, he's looking pretty yeah. good. I just – I don't know. Early, I'm not sure. Yeah, Green Bay, like opening up the season at home uh, under the lights, they usually take care of the Bears, although that was kind of like the Jake Cutler – where they usually just beat the hell out of them every single time. Um, right. I'm still taking the Packers. I think they have a better defense this year. They have a better defensive coordinator with uh, Mike Pettin over Dom Capers. So, I think they'll be improved. They kind of have to if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy. I don't even yeah. like Capers in my food. Know what I mean? No, they're not that good. They're not they're that gross. good. Who the fuck likes Capers? Yeah. It's like small and green. kind of <laughs> like the Packers. Um, Ooh. <laughs> Okay, let's get to the Monday night games, of which there are two. The first one, the New York Jets at the Detroit Lions. Sam Darnold's first start. Give me the – give me the Lions. I think they're a better team. I don't think they're going to be great this year, but I think they're better than the Jets. And I love Matthew Stafford, so I'm a QB guy, you know? Yeah, you know what? I like Darnold a lot. I think he plays really, really well. Typically, rookies, in big teams. if they're like rookies, tend to play well early. So that's not. Yeah, I'm not saying that's stupid. You know what? I'm gonna take. take I'm gonna take the Jets. I'm gonna take the Jets. I think they're yeah. a much better team than last year. Live on the edge, man. 
I think those two safeties are good, Marcus May and Jamal Adams. They don't really have a pass rush, which is concerning. Is Robbie also, Anderson playing, or is he suspended? Who who knows? He could be anywhere right now. Uh, and well, they got Quincy Inunua back, and that's huge. He's a really uh, good player. That's right. Yeah, I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the okay, Jets. Okay, do it. Okay, final game of the week. You picked both New York teams. Right. Right. Ooh, uh, this is yikes. this is going to be a fun game. I had, okay, I think I might have written this one down wrong, but I think it's the Oakland Raiders at the Los Angeles Rams. Is that correct? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it makes a difference. It's going to be Raiders fans there either way. Yeah, give me give me the Los Angeles Rams in this. I think they're yeah. going to fucking murder the Raiders. I agree. And John Gruden's going to get embarrassed in his first game back. They have no defense. They got rid of their only defense in Khalil Mack. Did you hear that the the Rams tried to trade for Khalil yeah, Mack? Yeah, I did. Yeah, they gave up like a pretty aggressive pick, they said, but uh, the Rams are probably going to be picking in the 20s at least this year, so they didn't want that first-round pick. That would have been so fun God. to watch. It would have been the closest NFL version of like the NBA super team. Like yeah, The Warriors, defense. just about – with Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald on the same in the on the same <laughs> and, side, like and Sue in the middle, and Dominican Sue, like oh, that's boy. the thing. That's the only thing that they're missing really is like an edge pass rusher. Yeah, they would have been. They don't have that with Akeem Talib and Marcus Peters Ooh. in the secondary. Like that's insane. It would have been so much fun to watch. <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know how they would. Do they have draft picks anymore after? I all the know. guys they I think they're got just like, fuck it. We'll just get rid of all our picks and just yeah. sign all these players we know are awesome. Uh, it's a strategy. But yeah, yeah. No, I think Sean McVay is going to really beat up the uh, older, less good-looking version of himself. In yeah, exactly. In in 20 years, we'll be like, Sean McVay is fucking crazy, man. That guy needs to yeah. get out of the league. But right now, <laughs> so hot. So hot um, as a head coach. Monday Night Football for 10 years at that point. Right. Okay. So we've got the final segment of the day. Um, we're going to play a game called Over Under. We where... can't play Max Millions anymore, you know? It's a real bummer. Yeah, they really screwed us out of a great segment. If Le'Veon Bell uh, holds out, we can yeah. play Le'Veon Bell's Millions next week. Yeah, Bell's Millions coming soon. Le'Veon, do not sign that franchise tender. Don't. We need a segment. For the sake of this podcast. All right, so this is Over Unders that Will invented. Uh, yep. We're just going to pick them real quick before we close this bitch out. Yep. All right. So I'm going to set like a, a stat or a number um, of games, whatever, yards, and then you're going to say, is that player going over or under or that team? Um, so we got simple. five of them. Pretty simple. You guys get the idea. All right. Case Keenum, Broncos quarterback, over under 3,600 yards passing. That's this a really roughly, good number. That's a great roughly about what he had last year. Yeah, that's a great number. I mean, I think the Broncos quarterbacks like combined for like 3,200 passing yards. And that was what looked like in an awful season to me. I'm an optimist. I'm optimistic about this offense. Give me over for Case Keenum because I'm a believer, baby. Case Keenum, over. I'm going over two. I think he'll be around like 38, 3,900. I think he's going to break four, 4,100. Four? Okay. That's, that's bold. Um, I think the running game hopefully is good enough to the point where 
they can get by with like 3,800. Um, I remember strong. growing up getting the, the football cards. There's like John Elway, 3,000 yard passing yeah. club, like quarterbacks throwing for 3,000 in a season Big was deal. like, yeah, a huge deal. And now it's like, it's shit. Like if you don't yeah. throw like 4,000, you're not elite. And I mean, Peyton Manning threw over 5,000. Drew Brees throws over 5,000 almost every year. It's like insane how much the NFL changed the rules to benefit quarterbacks. Yeah, really different time. Also, 3,000 yards is actually a pretty good achievement when you're throwing to nobody and Dan Reeves is your head coach and they're running the ball 80% of the time. So That's true. Yeah. Right. Okay. Derail you. Second one. Uh, Pat Mahomes, over under 15 interceptions. Ooh. Give me over. I'm taking over, too. I think he's going to lead the league in picks. He probably have more touchdowns than interceptions, maybe. But I think No, I think he'll throw a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. But I feel like and I, I feel like he's going to be one of those guys, high interception ratio, but it's just because he fucking slings it a lot. So yeah. risk-reward type of QB, I feel like. He also like has maybe the worst footwork out of any quarterback in the league, so I think he's going to throw some errant passes, maybe some high passes. Uh, like safeties okay. are going to have a lot of easy interceptions. Cool. Like, you remember that, that pick that Darian Stewart got off of him uh, in Week 17 last year? Yeah. That was, yeah, just Pat Mahomes just sales passes because he just doesn't even try with his footwork. Sailor Mahomes. Yep. This is not Texas Tech, not the Big 12. Okay, we talked about him earlier. Le'Veon Bell, over under 13 games played. Ooh, I'm going to say under at this point. Saying under? Any reason? Yeah. Think they're going to trade him? No, I just think he's going to sit out for a while. What do you think What do you think is the, the magic number for this one? For Bell? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I feel like he plays half the season. Eight games. I get. Uh, I'm gonna say over. I think he'll come back by week three. Okay. No, that's fair. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. I really don't know what he's thinking. No, we don't. Um, he seemed like he was like kind of taken aback by what his teammate said yesterday. Based yeah, on maybe that motivates him to Instagram come back. comments. Yeah, I, I might light a fire. Who knows? Uh, another okay, another player. Baker Mayfield, over under eight starts for the Browns. Oh. I'll say under, under eight starts. I think Tyrod's going to play well. And I, I think the only way Mayfield comes in is if Tyrod gets hurt or if towards the end of the season, say like the last four games, the Browns are out of contention and they just want to get him, get him working. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, yeah, I'm going to say under two. I think Tyrod's going to be like good enough to keep his job for a while, just because he's not—he's never going to like be that guy that throws like three or four picks, right? And totally loses you a game. So no, he's always been really safe with. Yeah, the you're going to have to like find an excuse to to get him out, which you know might happen if they're not winning. So, um, the last one, yeah, or you have. No, I'll just say like you know, based on watching Hard Knocks, Tyrod's like the guy who does all the little things right too, like. Yeah. The coach is always going to love him. Um, so I think it's going to he's going to have to play really bad to to lose that job, at least for this season. Yeah. He can also get hurt, too. Like Exactly. He, that's what I'm saying. If he gets he hurt. He almost broke his wrist uh, in, in week three of the preseason. So it's a very strong possibility. Also, the, the Browns' offensive line might not be that good. Um, okay, so the last one. Oakland Raiders, 
Over under five and a half wins. Give me under. I think uh, my hate for them in my heart is pushing me to under, but I think they're a bad team. I think they're a very bad. Well, it's hard because Derek Carr is a good quarterback. So he can can carry it's, I feel like they're in almost a similar position to the Seahawks with a quarterback who you would never expect to lose more than eight games. Um, But I don't know. I just feel like there's too much shit happening in Oakland. So I'll say under. Yeah, I'm going to go under two. Not by much. I think it's probably five wins. Um, and really, like, Derek Carr is the only thing keeping them in the mix for five wins, I think. Right. And their offensive line might yeah. be pretty good. Their so. offensive line's good. We'll see. I don't know. Marshawn Lynch wasn't that good last year. No, he looks uh, better, though. He looks a little slimmer, but uh, yeah, we'll see. He's, he's old. You never know. He could just not show up for half the season, and no one would think twice about it. So, yeah, I'm saying 5-11. Uh Definitely losing this week to the Rams. Yeah. yeah, I think they'll get crushed this week. Um, cool. We picked all the games. It's our show. We did the podcast. Um, and I am very excited to watch some meaningful football. So, yep. Uh, hopefully, Will Keys and I will recap the game uh, with a short podcast Monday. That's right. Either in the morning or evening. It depends on how my schedule shakes out. But... Look for a Broncos uh, NFL sort of maybe recap podcast Monday. If I if we don't do it, don't get mad at us, but we're, that's what we're shooting for. So check that out Monday. Uh, thanks for listening. Like I said, uh, subscribe on iTunes and Podbean and all that shit. Yep, Podface and iTunes. Let's do it. <laughs> Bye. See you guys.